Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 54. Guess what? It's a great big world out there, and you don't have to be scared, because it's all yours for the taking. I know that your dreams are big and bright, and God gave you this life to do crazy things. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, principal of Sky Duke High School and host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast, where each week I bring you innovative, inspiring, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. If you'd like to subscribe for weekly updates at my website, you can do so at williamdparker.com, and I'll send you a free ebook called Eight Hats, Essential Roles for School Leaders. This week, I want to talk about ideas for cycles of rest and rejuvenation. And I want to begin by telling you a story about a letter of resignation that I wrote. During my first two years as a school administrator, when I was a new assistant principal, um, I barely slept, rarely exercised, seldom had time for my family. And I'll never forget the night that I was up late after my wife and I put our four kids to bed and I opened my laptop when my wife sat down beside me and she said, Will, there's something I need to say. The kids and I have accepted that you are a husband and a dad on the weekends. The rest of the time, the school owns you. She did not say this with bitterness or anger, but just simple resignation. And she concluded by saying, in fact, you just seem a shell of the man that you used to be. Now I remember watching her leave the room, and I just sat there. Tonight, I was not working on school email or tasks. Instead, I had something to think about. I had to consider the fact that I was giving everything that I had to my work as a school leader, and in the process, abandoning those who I loved the most. So that night, I made a decision. I opened my laptop, and instead of working, I wrote a letter of resignation, and I placed it in a folder. And the next morning, I placed that folder on the corner of my desk in my office at school. And every time I looked at it, I would tell myself that either I was going to find a more balanced way to do school leadership, or I was changing professions. Now, I wish I could tell you that I found the silver bullet, but thankfully, I began to slowly regain some balance in my personal life by doing things like getting better sleep, having better nutrition, exercising regularly. And over the years, I think my wife and my family would agree that I'm healthier now because of it. At the same time, I want to say this. I still, 12 years later, run into weeks and seasons of work and school where the pace and stress are simply overwhelming. And if you have read any of my previous blog posts or listened to my podcast before, you know that I talk a lot about ways to manage projects or increase efficiency or surround yourself with valuable team members. 
And all of these tips and lessons have been helpful ways for me to manage time and energy more efficiently. But news alert, no amount of courage or efficiency or teamwork can ultimately protect you from the inevitable seasons of stress that come with any job that involves serving others. And that's why occasionally I need to revisit my letter of resignation moment. Uh, There's a variety of ways that I do that. Sometimes it's by stealing away to my piano in the evening before bed. Sometimes it's time in the backyard throwing football with my son Jack. I'm a person of faith, so it's also this also includes practicing cycles of rest and worship. I can remember in my fifth or sixth year of teaching when I realized that I never really was stopping working then either, even on the weekends. And as a young language arts teacher, my weekends were usually consumed with my normal household duties, but also with grading papers and prepping for the upcoming week. One week, though, I remember thinking through my schedule, and I made a decision that I really wanted to start taking Sunday completely off from work so that I could focus on worship and rest. And what surprised me was that when I scheduled my week so that I could get everything done, so that I could hold that day sacred, what surprised me was I was actually more energized and creative and productive the following week. And so this soon became a habit. And just like lots of things in life, when we begin to practice tried and tested routines, even ones that have been around for centuries, like practicing a Sabbath or practicing a day of rest, it's amazing the benefits that it produces for yourself and for those around you. Now, sometimes I make exceptions to this, especially uh, in very, very busy seasons. But for the most part, I find myself more relaxed and focused when I can really rest before returning to work. Now, having said that, I want to just this week talk for a moment about the fact that none of these practices or habits are silver bullets. And when I became an assistant principal, for instance, I was still practicing a weekly ritual of rest, but it didn't insulate me from the stresses that I began to experience in overcommitting myself to tasks every day in my school leadership. And so the point I want to make today is this. Your habits of rest will not completely protect you from stress or from overwork. But I do believe that you can begin to introduce rhythms throughout your days and weeks where possible that can help alleviate that stress and give you stronger rejuvenation for the work ahead. So while I don't pretend that my own experience is a perfect model for others, because I've certainly had my ups and downs, this week I just want to reflect with you on some of the hidden practices or habits that have helped me establish rhythms and cycles of rest and routine, even into the the everyday parts of my work, not just my weekends and not just vacation days. So if you are interested in ways to build habits of refilling your emotional tank uh, into your days and weeks of the school year, then here are seven quick tips today that I want to share with you. Number one, arrive early to work. You know, I try to make it a habit to be the one who opens the school in the morning. And this gives me an opportunity to be there before others, which means that in that quiet time, I can check my email and my calendar and my inbox and I can gather my thoughts. 
Now I do have a special needs student who comes by my office almost every morning to visit me for a short conversation. It's a part of his routine. And sometimes his visits break into my prep time, but it's worth it. And it reminds me why I'm in the business of serving students. But even with those brief interruptions and other times where people still find me, I find that arriving early gives me a chance to get a fresh start and a fresh perspective on my day. Number two, my second tip is this. Allow your office staff to settle in before giving them tasks. Now, I usually have long lists of to-dos and things that I want to accomplish in a day, and it would be easy for me to begin trying to touch base with people or problem-solving or delegating when my team begins arriving. But instead, I like to give everyone a chance to settle in, to gather their thoughts, and to give all of us time to put out the small fires that inevitably happen every morning with visitors or substitute sign-ins or students' requests before the first bell even rings. But in those morning times, it's just great to give those around you a chance to settle. And after students have reported to class and the small sense of calm is established as teachers begin their routines, then you can begin touching base with your team on other tasks that may need attention throughout the day or the week. Number three, be present and visible. Now, I know this is simple, but... You know, my students show up early in the morning and wait in our commons area, which is our cafeteria, until the first bell rings for the day. So being there not only provides me a chance to supervise, but it also allows me to be visible, which is important because I want them to see me and know that I'm a part of watching them prepare for their day of school. So think about how you can be visible for your students. I know sometimes we're scheduled into meetings or classrooms first thing, but it's a great time of the day to walk the building to be visible throughout the day also allows teachers and students reminders that you're invested in what they're doing each day of school. So be present and visible, whether that's in the commons, in hallways, or especially in classrooms. Number four, I know this one sounds really simple, but it's a great reminder. Eat lunch. I know way too many school leaders who neglect good nutrition. And although eating can sometimes be hard to work around, especially when you're managing unexpected conflicts, it's a healthy habit and it's best done with others. So at the risk of sounding like a grandparent, let me just remind you that you need the energy that comes from food and you also need the energy that comes from good nutrition and from conversations with others, not just about work or school topics either. So pause in your day for nutrition and connect with others. Number five. Exercise. If I haven't already sounded like a grandparent by now, my weekly routine includes a three-mile-long track that I have near my house uh, where every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday I'm up around 5 a.m. and I'm en route. And on the off days, I try to do other strength-building exercises. But picking a routine that works for you is so good for your cardio health. And here's why I think that's so important, because when your blood is pumping through your brain and your organs, when it's carrying oxygen throughout your body, when it's releasing endorphins and it's bolstering your immune system, then you are able to serve your school and your family and yourself better. It takes a lot of energy to be in service to others. So so taking action so that you stay active means that you'll be able to keep serving others better with endurance. Number six, laugh more. 
one of the best re- stress relievers I have is laughter. So don't take yourself so seriously and don't take others too seriously either. Look for the humor, even in the ridiculous moments of school. I can, I can remember one day I was dealing with a special needs student who had become angry and destructive and it took a while to de-escalate him and I had him in my office for almost an hour and his mother had come to the school and when I stepped out and was leading her back in my office we we walked in and he was rocking back and forth in an office chair singing Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash with his eyes closed and I can be having a really hard day but every time I think about that kid singing that song I laugh And there are so many moments like that throughout the day where the stresses of intense moments can be more easily managed if we just look for the humor in them. Now, obviously, sometimes we do that after those moments or away from the people that we don't want uh, feelings hurt if they don't want us laughing about the things that have happened. But laughter keeps you from taking things too seriously. And the last one, number seven, practice rest. I mentioned earlier my practice of weekly rest, but this is also important each day of the week with the routines that you set throughout your day. So I'm definitely not advocating napping at work. There's no way in the school setting I believe that could ever work unless you're a kindergartner. But I do believe that you need good rest. And so even though I have plenty of nights where I'm supervising games or events and it makes it difficult for me to have an early bedtime, I still try to avoid things that would prolong my lack of sleep. So I'm avoiding late night TV I'm trying to practice routines of reconnecting with my family. I try to read before I sleep so that my brain and mind and soul are being enriched with good ideas. And these habits help me keep a cycle of rest and rejuvenation throughout a week. So let's wrap this up. I know that I'm not the only one who goes through seasons of school and life that are just plain hard. And I know that there are probably times when my wife still sees very little of me, but I haven't had to write any letters of resignation lately. And I've also learned that the cycles of rest, practicing the cycles of rest along the way, help in the journey. So now it's your turn. Maybe it's time that you wrote your own letter of resignation, not because I'm advocating that you find another job, but maybe it would be helpful for each of us to make a commitment of how we can take care of ourselves so that we can better take care of others. So let me ask you this question. What is one step that you can take today or this week to add add a healthy routine to your very, very busy week? Because I believe that even though it may seem counterproductive to put one other to do on your list of things, When you invest in self-care, then you better care for others. I hope that's helpful. And if you find this podcast helpful or if you'd like to check out other ones, then please check them out at my website at williamdparker.com and share them along to other school leaders as well. If you'd like to check out my book, Principal Matters, The Motivation and Action and Courage Needed for School Leaders, you can do so at my website or at amazon.com. And if you want to subscribe for weekly updates, you can do so at my website at williamdparker.com and I'll send you a free ebook called Eight Hats, Essential Rules for School Leaders. Until next week, I hope that you remember that what you do every single day matters. And I'll talk to you soon. Great, great